everybody. Welcome into Fresh Takes with Russo and Felice. I am Paul Russo. Next to me, as always, Nick Felice, Nate Sharma behind the scenes producing. You will hear his voice uh, throughout the podcast. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Um, I guess first and foremost, how's uh, everybody doing today? It's going to be it's a it's a it's going to be a different podcast today because of obviously what occurred Monday night and we'll discuss obviously that uh so as I kind of described it was a bittersweet sports weekend it had everything kind of teed up to be a kind of a storybook one closing out 2022 and going into 2023 but um obviously a bittersweet note overall to the weekend yeah you know Paul I hope you're doing well uh good to see you um but Get up to the mic. There you go. Uh, <laughs> just getting relaxed, man. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a great. Uh, what was it? Saturday mm-hmm. college football final four was pretty cool. Um, we had two great games. No surprising results to me. Uh, I knew exactly who the Big Ten are, and I've known who they are since I've been a sports fan. And, and they lose again. So mm-hmm. good for them. <laughs> but it was a good sports week. It was a good NFL. But like you said, it was a bittersweet ending. What happened in that Bills game? So, yeah. Mentioned Big Ten. We'll, we'll we'll touch on some college basketball as well as conferences have fully uh, gone into in conference play now. Um, for the most part, I mean, I know there's some like scrackler games here and there, but um, we're we're full fledged in the conference basketball time for NCAA and yeah. kind of the de facto second half of the season already there, which is kind of crazy to think about. So, um, let's jump right in. Um, and start with Demar Hamlin, uh, the Bills' safety, who collapsed after tackling uh, T. Higgins on Monday night. Uh, Hamlin, 24, uh, native of the Pittsburgh area, went to Pitt, Central Catholic down there. Um, currently sedated on a ventilator still. Um, to work to get him breathing on his own. Um, a couple conflicting report, reports. What we do know is he only had to be revived one time. Uh, per his uncle, it seems as though he is trending in a positive direction at this point. Um, you know, obviously, they're more in the know. Uh, it is confirmed he did suffer a cardiac arrest event uh, with the tackle. Um, Bills have been holding uh, their weekly meetings and walkthrough today ahead of their game on Sunday against the Patriots. Uh, Bills and Bengals obviously won't resume this week. Um, and we'll kind of start, I guess, with this, and I'll, I'll go to you guys obviously first. Um, you know, what were, I guess, everybody's initial reactions in different, I guess, headspaces Monday night? Um, you know, like I mentioned, it was kind of building up to be really the punctuation on what was going to be a really great football weekend. And this was a potential game of the year scenario up until this moment yeah obviously it's um so i was coming home from work and i was driving so i was driving when it actually happened so when i pulled up at the house and and my brother had told me that the game had stopped because of this player that fell down and you know after hearing what happened on the field and it's just you know all best prayers wishes to him and his family hopefully everything works out but when i think of that moment i think of um I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I remember a couple, I think it was a year ago, when Christian Eckerson, if I say his Eckerson, name correctly. yeah. Yeah. Of, uh, I believe Denmark, mm. uh, some team, but uh, the same thing happened to him, you know, a cardiac arrest right on the field. Um, I don't know if it was, you know, the sport that involved both of their injuries, but, you know, sometimes it's just a freak, a freak accident. So, uh, you know, It'd be cool if the two came together. Hopefully everything works out for him as well. So, you know, just just unfortunate how the week ended. You know, it was a great game, but the game didn't matter. So it was a great call to not finish that game that night. I don't know if they're even going to play the game ever again, but just just unfortunate, sad to see. Now, I'll turn it over to you. You are the resident Bills fan among us. You were most definitely watching the game. Um, what were your reactions? I know... Um, for you, it's a little bit different, and I know as a Bills fan, I mean, this is not I, the first what I call true traumatic injury that this franchise has suffered. It's been really closer to 15 years since the last one, I'd say, uh, involving what was on-field paralysis that ended up occurring, but um, this is a completely different animal in and of itself. 
Yeah, I think you guys did a nice job uh, putting it. You know, it's just it was I was scared really watching that. Um, I mean, I was watching it with my dad, and we we sat in you know in the living room at my parents' house probably for for the you know the good part of an hour for until when they delayed it and really didn't really say a lot to to each other. You know, we were both kind of in shock as as a lot of America was watching that and just praying for him and, and keeping him in our thoughts. Um, but it's good to see, like you were, you were saying, Paul, uh, we've heard some good, a little bit of a shiver of good news, hopefully more to come out soon, and uh, hopefully we can get him uh, back to uh, his daily life. Yeah. Um, it's obviously first and foremost here we get him, I'd say, conscious again here, obviously sedated. Um, I mean, for lack of a better term, really it's, more than likely a coma that he is in obviously if he's in sedation um i don't want to speculate too too much on that um but um you know for me the only time i've ever really experienced something like that i know nick you brought soccer but for me it's in motorsports and um you know when dale earnhardt died in 2001 at the Daytona 500 I, I was six years old at the time uh albeit not at the race i was close enough locally that coverage was a little bit different on it and you know i can't fully speak to that event in terms of a live deal uh, the two that stick out and I, I kind of have mentioned them a couple different times for me have been in 2011 involving dan walden's accident and death at the las vegas championship race for indycar and then you know fast forward to 2020 with ryan newman at the daytona 500 there um where, you know, it's, it, it, again, a different circumstances. You know, Ryan Newman was on the last lap. You know, Dan Walden's wreck was, we're talking the first few handfuls of laps still in the race when they happened. They subsequently canceled the race. You know, nobody really wanted to be there or anything like that. And, you know, to me, it, it's, I think, the ones on the bigger stage because I was kind of going through the Rolodex a little bit, trying to think back on some things involving situations like this chris prongers comes to mind in the nhl um and you know a little bit different that was a uh, obviously a smaller demo tended to be more regional less eyes on it and a different time in itself right i mean we're talking mid to late 90s in that sense and really the other one that came to mind for me is a is a name that probably not many people know in mike kulbo and he was a former big leaguer turned minor league baseball coach uh, and he was sitting the head by line drive coaching first base in the mid 2000s, and that's why he ended up dying from the hit. Um, but that's the reason why now we have base coaches wearing the the uh, skull helmets. And you know, to me, there was only 2,000 eyes probably on that game, plus maybe in the hundreds if we're being generous via online streaming at the time, even as well. So I think everything that kind of happened was just such a surreal and kind of a first of its kind of moment that we're all kind of living in with that. And I think um, it's kind of died down. I think a lot of people in retrospect have thought back on it. But kudos to Joe Buck, Troy Aikman for handling that the way that they did. Obviously, Scott Van Pelt, Ryan Clark, Booger McFarland, the, the list really at ESPN kind of goes on with that. Um, these are situations that they aren't used to fully svp is a little bit different given um his background with sports center and um what they used to be having him do back in the day with motorsports coverage as well so he's had to deal with a couple different instances along this line uh but as a whole i fantastic job first and foremost um with that secondly i guess before we kind of really move on here is and I'll take this from the personal side of thing. I, I don't like a lot of the expectation, I guess, would be the term to go with on the NFL kind of moving forward with this. I, I don't want to completely go and just say, well, it was a perfect storm at a moment. It was, you know, the situation, freak accident. You know, I, I don't fully i don't think we can fully go here until we figure out whatever the outcome unfortunately in this case the way whether it's positive or negative with hamlin 
you know. Um, the only part I can speak from on this in my past experience is when you look at youth lacrosse, uh, for example, their pads, everything has to meet NOXI certification now. Um, for instances where sudden hits on the chest um, by smaller objects cause heart problems, frankly, to put it that way and just put it easier for everybody. So football's a different beast. I, I don't necessarily think you have to go with this bigger pad, bigger type stuff just yet the way some people are claiming to do for week 18, which is just not possible. Um, I think what you can do is you can progress the padding along like they do in lacrosse. The shoulder and chest pads for lacrosse, the ones that are Noxy certified, are no different than the ones really size-wise from before. It's, I'd say, maybe a minor bulk up a little bit, but nothing crazy. So um, it'll be interesting on that point. It'll be interesting to kind of see because there is playoff implications with this game that has now been fully put on pause through the week. Um, obviously, the Bills hold two seed. Cincinnati holds a three. Uh, or no, actually, are the Bills technically the one seed? Kansas City. Or is Kansas yeah, City no, the Bills are technically. Well, the, actually, well, Kansas City has more wins, yeah, because they okay. played the extra game. So, but yeah, they, they own the tiebreaker, though, right. the Bills over the Chiefs. So, obviously... If you're Cincinnati, to kind of, I guess, back away from this a little bit and look at from the actual on-the-field stuff now, if you're Cincinnati, you are clamoring to get this game in, you know. Um, that's something that I don't know if we'll get the Week 19. I don't know how they're going to really do it. I know the NFL can kick certain things around and push it back. I I don't know if they're going to. The NFL, from a grand scheme of things, in my mind, really botched this whole situation in the grand scheme of it so i don't know what we're going to see here in the next really to be fair five ish days going into the weekend i would be surprised if they don't play the game they'll find a time no no i and i agree i i just it's i think they're gonna have to kind of go to the well like they were doing with really 2020 in the covid season in a way where I, I don't know how they're going to do it, but like it's going to probably be a Tuesday or Wednesday game in my mind at this point. I think they'll make the decision before Saturday's Chiefs game. They got to. Because right? Chiefs, if they win that game, technically they would win to clinch the one seed because they'd be a half game ahead. Right. Even if the Bills win in week 18. Well, I mean, they got they have to, right? I mean, I mean, Nate, you brought that up really this morning. Actually, it's like they got to figure it out by Saturday more or less. Yeah, but then I think about it more, you know, it's it's – do you think um, if we don't find an update or don't hear about an update from Mar Hamlin, a more uh, concrete one, the next few days, that they don't make that decision before that, or do you well, think that has anything? Do you think that has any any bearing on it? I don't want to sound heartless here, but from from the business side of it, from the administration no, side I know, of it, I agree. I I, you, I don't think you can really weigh that beyond today anymore, right? Unfortunately. Um. Not to go full fledged, you know the the beat goes on type thing, but at the very least, other teams do have to figure out for themselves here. Like like Nick, you brought up right. I mean, Kansas City if they win Saturday, if they don't hypothetically play this game, we'll get it from that sense, right? I mean, they just lock up the one as long as they win on Saturday. So, but then maybe they would do it by by percentage, and then at that. Gets well, that's kicked then? around. There, there. Right. I saw, I saw something get kicked around where they might do what's called the number draw, and but it's only going to be specifically for the Bills, for for Buffalo and Cincinnati, um, and that will determine their seed at that point. I, I'm not a fan of that only because, it, frankly, I don't think it's fair to either team because you don't know how that game Monday was going to play out, and you know the Bills aren't going to be in favor of any sort of coin flip. No. No, I, I well, and that, and, Sorry, but that, I but that. that's, but you bring up a good point with that. To be fair, right? If we look at it again, if we take that next level, we step back from the actual situation and look at it from the football side of thing, right? Like, if you're Cincinnati, for example, right? Like, you'd prefer to either win this game outright or something. If you're Bills, like, you don't want to forfeit the game, right? You know, like, I, it, you don't. And that's the thing, right? Do you really want a coin flip? Do you really want a hand going into a bag and pulling out a dice block to determine your your destiny at this point. Especially, who do the Bills play this week? 
Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, like they got a really great chance to get that by. So. Right. And, I mean, to, to be fair, too, I mean, the Patriots are going to be coming out gunning. They control their own destiny. Yeah, if they win, they're in. Yeah. You know, and, like, that's, again, that there, there's a lot of different factors coming in. Um, again, like I mentioned, because it's a first, really a first-of-its-kind moment, and I can only default back to what I know and really the only other sport where I've seen something like this in this realm happen, the beat – the beat the beat went on for for NASCAR. I mean, it and that's the thing, right? I mean, they went to Rockingham the next week after Daytona. Uh, they went to Fontana the next week after Ryan Newman. Like, and I know it's different and it's completely different situations, but like, I I just it's tough for the other competitors out there to, to just outright pause, you know. So, um, obviously. Knock on wood, it seems like we're trending in a positive direction with DeMar Hamlin. Um, hopefully that keeps going. Continue keeping him thoughts, prayers, and positive vibes. Um, let's transition over. Uh, talk a couple other headlines here from Week 17 in the NFL. Um, and I know well, I was going to say, I mean, it's a, it's a tough transition coming out of this, but um, for the first time since 2016, the New York football giants are in the playoffs. And... Um, Brian Dable, I think, cemented coach of the year, possibly. Yep. Thank you for praising him. Just for the first time since 2021, the Washington Commanders are missing the playoffs. Wow. That will happen. <laughs> they did make it in 2020. Well, yeah, that's a fair point. Which yeah. brings up a good point because the reason the Commanders got in – well, not the reason, but they played well that whole year, but – they got in because the Eagles didn't try, so it makes me wonder. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, the Eagles did not try that last game. Giants would have got in, but with like a six and ten record. But you know, whatever. I love to. I would love to see the Giants beat the Eagles. Is what I'm trying to say this weekend. So, so if the Giants, Tyrod Taylor and the Giants <laughs> beat the Eagles this week, right? Then the Cowboys get the one seed, right? Is that the, Cow- is that the Cowboys stipulation? need the Niners to lose too? Oh, yeah. they need the Niners to lose too. Okay. Yeah, the yes. NFC is a bit more... Who play the Cardinals? The the NFC, <laughs> in comparison to the AFC, which has obviously its own gaggle going on like we discussed, the NFC gaggle is nuts because you have really three teams that can get the one seed here in some way, shape, or form. And I'm right about the Giants, right? They'll be resting starters. They're locked in, right? <sighs> yes. Are they locked in to yeah, the five or four? I mean, not the five. No. The uh, yeah, they are the locked five. in the six. Are they? So, okay. Yes, and they are resting everybody. Are they really... Yes. I'm not a fan of that. No. I'm just not. I mean, I can get I can get sitting them maybe like second half or something like that, but I'm not a fan of the outright rest. But um, just to say, I am sorry about your commanders. Uh, no, you aren't. But uh, <laughs> our Giants are going to bring home the division title for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I, look, this is a Giants team that's, um, I think, overachieved a little bit this year, obviously. Uh, but it was a team that, look, to be fair, I tried telling you, this is a this is a team that can fight, and um, I can't I can't wait to see the further development really between Dable and Jones, and um, because I mean look the system that he ran in Buffalo he brought it to New York in a way had to adjust on some things obviously as one would do but um, I think it's paid clearly it's paid immediate dividends can't deny that. Do the wide receivers go on a boat trip before the playoff game? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. No. I it doesn't matter. That, um, I would imagine that there's probably a no boat policy going on at <laughs> the Meadowlands currently. Um, Darn. It hasn't been confirmed if they're going to rest the starters. Hasn't been. Nope. Um, okay. They're still up in the air. Um, if you take a look at last year when Dave was with the Bills and they were locked into their seed, they didn't rest them. They played about a half. Yeah. So I think I think you're right, Paul, in that they would go through the, you know the game day preparation. I mean, I'm just I'm just not a fan of the outright full set to me the bills uh, the bills arrested uh, their starters and they put up 40 against miami last year it was awesome right right but i miss i mean my own personal there's some people that are saying the cowboys yeah. should rest their starters because they need to win and they need the eagles and the niners to lose who are both 14 point mm-hmm. favorites to get the one yeah I, but i mean they they, they probably want to win a division though all they mm-hmm. even need is the eagles to lose but well um, speaking of losers, congratulations to the perennial loser division of the NFL, the NFC South. You're going to have the Buccaneers represent you. <laughs> well, get ready because Tampa Bay uh, 
Dallas it, is going to be the game of the week or the first round. Is it possible that we get um, – well, I mean, I guess it certainly is possible. I mean, that's why you play games. But uh, Tom Brady's first losing season could be the NFL's third losing team to make out of the playoffs, I believe, right, or something like that. Third or fourth. Seattle, it's, wild, Seattle, it's, wild, it's wild to think about. Seattle was the first. Washington was a couple of years ago. I want to say Carolina did it one year. Yeah. So they're like three or four. That's, you know. It's not good. No. Less than ideal. I mean, do the other sports, does that happen in the other sports? Obviously, now in the NBA, I guess if you count the play-in, but has that ever happened in baseball? At 2020, but I don't know if you want to count it. I don't count it. Because you had, like, the Marlins in there with a losing record. and We did make a run that year. Right. Uh, yeah, baseball usually – baseball, we've had, like, a couple at 500 teams, but nothing below. It's just because like – I, Like, I remember the Rockies a few years like, – well, a number of years ago now were, like, at 500 when they made it. Yeah. There's a better chance now because there's more teams that make right. it. Back in the day, it was few, so. Right. Never really had it. Do you um, like that? Do you like seeing under 500 teams make sport, sports playoffs? I mean, wild card-wise, it kind of leaves a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, if it's in division and you won your division, then, I mean, I, you're allowed in. I mean, not <laughs> – I mean, it's a little bit of the old, you know, you can only play who's on your schedule type thing, but, you know. <laughs> so, uh Wild card less than division. It's a weird. It's a weird backwards thought on that. I suppose I don't like it in some ways, but I think it's interesting to see. Like, ah, uh, there's a there's a storyline. There's the team that's hasn't played well. They've lost right. more games than they won, and they made the playoffs. So, I mean, we haven't seen one win a championship yet. So when, until that happens, then maybe they'll th- rethink it. About True. it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our picks for Week 18. Starting off Saturday at four thirty, Chiefs at the Raiders. Have they just before? I'm just jumping ahead, but mm-hmm. uh, have they decided about that Bengals? Like they didn't have the Bengals time for their game in Week 18. Have they decided? Oh, I don't even know. I haven't looked. Well, no, it's still t. It's still to be determined. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, the bill. The bill. To be fair, the Bills are locked into the one p.m. slot right now. So yeah, I believe that's what a flex t- potential time for the Bengals. I don't. That's weird. I don't know why they're TB, TBD at this point anyway. Strange. Either way, um, Chiefs at the Raiders. I think it's I think it's TB, TB. Wait, who are they playing the Bengals? The Ravens. Yeah, because the Ravens can still win the division if right. they lose that game to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. That's mm-hmm. why it was TBD. But still is TBD. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this game I'm going with the Chiefs. I don't know if it's for the one seed, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm on Chiefs as well here. Um, we'll be no matter what type of situation. Uh, 8-15, Titans at the Jaguars. This is the big game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> go, go, Jags here. I'm kind of I'm kinda like the momentum ride, you know. The Titans are a mess. They don't deserve to make the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence is a real hang-10 shaka, bro. Yeah. Uh, they've come on late. Not huge on Joshua Dobbs, so I'm going yeah. with Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. The pride of aerospace engineering. Um, I guess we'll start, to be fair, with the TBD game on Sunday because we don't know where it's going to fall. Yeah. Could he, could he could even be 10 a.m. in London for all we know. Uh, Ravens at the Bengals. It's like it's so weird. Are the Ravens in the hunt for the division? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be in the playoffs? So it's like hard to decide, but – is Lamar Jackson going to play? Um, I'm going to go Bengals. I'm, I'm going Bengals as well. I mean, we'll get into this probably more so next week when we're obviously discussing playoffs, but Bengals, the way they're playing overall right now, are, they're just a team I don't want to face. They're you know? the team that made the Super Bowl last mm-hmm. year. 1 p.m., Buccaneers at the Falcons. I'm just thinking about I can't wait till it's, we get to that Texans Colts game. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's looming in the moment in the dugout. <laughs> this is who Buccaneers, Buccaneers at the Falcons. Um, I'm going Falcons. It's interesting here. Brady tends to usually not sit in these games. There, this is a team the Buccaneers that are locked in can't move out of the four seed. Um, the Falcons need this. They blew that game against. Tom Brady back in the Super Bowl back and you know 
They blew another game. Am, am I? Matt Ryan did. At am least. I? Gosh. I don't, I'm going to go Buccaneers. I just. Week 18. The, Falcon, the, the, the Falcons are a confusing team. I, I don't think they should be outright as bad as they are, but, like, I don't. I don't. You don't have a quarterback. It's a problem. Yeah. Why are they four-point favorites in Atlanta if Brady might be playing? Well, Brady doesn't. Four-point dogs. Brady's never me. sat. No, he's, he, says, he says it's, what did he say, it's meaningless to yeah. sit or something like that. He said something funny. So, like, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I. I, I would love to see Falcon, contrast the Falcons. The, Buccaneers. The, the Falcons are five and three at home, which is an interesting split here. I don't know. I, I. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Did I, you know Seattle? Matt was telling me this. My brother. He was telling me Seattle's own four against that division this year. The NFC. Really. Hmm. Imagine if the Seahawks could have just won a couple games. Stats that matter. With uh, a particular game looming in the hole at the moment. We have the Patriots at the Bills. Uh, I think the Dolphins are going to get in, so I'm going Bills. I'm on Bills as well. Um, it, it this this is giving me it, it's interesting. Bills are seven and a half point favorite. If you're going along that line, I, I'm tempted to say take New England, but I think Bills outright only because I mean I think. I mean, you got if your playoff hopes are on the line, <laughs> usually you play a little bit better. But you know, anyway, uh, Vikings at the Bears with uh, some late breaking news, courtesy of Nate uh, before we went live. Nathan Peterman starting for Chicago this week. <laughs> well, they are flat out going to lose this game. Yeah, they yeah. they they are only a half game behind the Texans for the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. So with a certain game on deck to be picked. And my goodness, the Bears, in my mind, already have their quarterback. It, it, they could get a haul. They're going to get a haul for the second mm-hmm. pick. They could get a real haul with, for the first pick because there's some good quarterbacks coming out this year, I think. So uh, I think they're going to go for it. Obviously putting Mr. Interception in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, They're going to lose this game. Yeah, to be fair, he's finally completed a pass to you know the Bills in his career, which is a positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm with you. Vikings all the way. How awesome would it be if Nate Peterman wins this game? <laughs> if <laughs> Chicago would be so mad. I'm not gonna Chicago do the, would be so mad. I'm not going to do the won. usual bet I make, but like it would, it's not so much Chicago. It might be the most Kirk Cousins quarterback thing to ever happen. But no, he's, like he's playing at 1 o'clock. He'll probably throw for 300 yards and four scores. That's a fair point. Fair point. No, I'm not dubbing it an outright tank bowl because it's not truly a tank bowl because of records, but... It is, in the sense, the tank bowl, the game of the century. Texans at the Colts. Oh, man. I've been waiting a long time for this. This is this is a big game. This is Jeff Saturday's last game as a head coach. For now. Um, <laughs> maybe J.J. Watt will come back to Houston for this game? God, no. Uh, I hate him. What else we got going on? Uh, this, is my, this is definitely Davis Mills' last game as a starting quarterback. Poor guy. Um. And for as bad as Texans are, if they lose this first overall pick, man, what a disappointing season. Does this not give you the vibes of what the Jets and Jaguars had happened a couple of years ago, though? I'm going. Like, like deep down, I'm going to do it. I'm taking the Texans. Taking the Texans. Colts are so bad. Yeah. I just – it's one of those, it's like <laughs> – like I said, I got that feeling that we had that Jets-Jaguars game a few years ago. We have commanders breaking news. We do? Quarterback Sam Howell will start on Sunday. Praise Jeebus. Wow. All right. I don't have that notification yet, I'm a, and I'm a Mandos fan. Per their Twitter account. Uh, Jets at the Dolphins. So in the 1 p.m. window. Uh, not to spoil, go ahead, uh, look ahead, but I know the Steelers are going to get an over 500 season from Mike Tomlin. Mm. But the Dolphins are making the playoffs, so the Dolphins win this game. I wish I knew who was actually quarterbacking for them, and we just don't yet. Teddy's TBD with a broken pinky. Sky Thompson, he plays with some moxie. That sounds like it hurts, a broken yeah. pinky. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go Jets. At least Mike White, we know he's quarterbacking. You know? It's true. Jets defense overrated? Still underrated. Whoa. <laughs> Buy low, sell high, Nick. Come on, <laughs> get with, get with the times. 
Panthers at the Saints. We're still in the 1 p.m. window. Uh, big game. I'm going Panthers, by the way. Going Saints at home. Okay. And then Browns at the Steelers to wrap up our early window. Steelers, baby. Mike Tomlin never finished under 500. Yeah, I'm He's with you. He's not doing it this year. I'm with you. This is a uh, Steelers' first lick set uh, to Sean this weekend. There's one thing I know about that defense. They like going after the scumbags. <laughs> Don't they still have a path to get in the playoffs? The Steelers? Yeah. Yes. Yes. What yeah. is it? Do you they know off the top of your head? Patriots and the Dolphins, Dolphins to lose. If they both lose and the Steelers win, they get in. That'd be mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool. Especially yeah. they start off terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Four twenty-five. Cowboys and the Mandos. Go, go Commanders, man. Sam Howell. Just think all, about that. We're like only the because they've been eliminated from playoff contention. And something I have not done since probably week two. Give me the give me my commanders. We ride. There we go. Left hand up. <laughs> Left hand up. <laughs> I think uh Chase Young's gonna get a couple sacks this game. I hope so as well. Hope so as well. Giants at the Eagles. Give me the Giants. Tyrod. Who would have thought that in 2023 we'd be having Tyrod Taylor against Gardner Minshew under center? As Minshew and the Eagles fight for the number one seed. I'm with you, though. Give me give me the G-men. Give them the G-men here. It's going to be tough. but Chargers at the Broncos. Let's ride. I can't. <laughs> Gotta go Chargers. <laughs> give me the Chargers. Cardinals at the 49ers. Cliff Kingsbury's last game as a head coach? Yeah, in the NFL. More I I would assume. Jim Harbaugh gonna be the coach there? No. Carolina. Who? He's going to Carolina. Oh yeah. I thought you were making the pick for the game like <laughs> like you, you did you understand the assignment? <laughs> I'm going going <laughs> Niners. I'm I'm going because Niners as well. Because I want the Giants to play the Vikings so bad. Uh Rams at the Seahawks. Big game for the Seahawks, obviously. I'm on twelfth man here. I'm riding with the Hawks. Just don't know if they're gonna get enough help. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Seahawks. Well, but I, like I don't know if I don't know if the The big determining game of the weekend is Sunday you know night did, football. Do you know oh, what you just did there before no. we get to Sunday night? You picking the Seahawks just eliminated Dan Campbell's Lions. You're Dan It's a Campbell. fair point. It's a fair point. You just eliminated the Lions. Or have I? <laughs> Lions at the Packers. I'm going Lions, man. They're sick of the Packers. I'm sick of the Packers. I as well. Give me Man Campbell. Give me the Lions. So you think the Seahawks are getting the playoffs? Right. Okay. But I also don't think Aaron Rodgers is getting into the playoffs either. He shouldn't. That freaking scumbag. I hate him. Hate him. Oh, you're not alone. It's for my family. They are Packers fans. He sucks. He's overrated. He's prima donna. So by your picks, you got the Seahawks in. Mm-hmm. And you got Did you did you put the Steelers in? I think so. Didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's what, got the Steelers. That all happened in. here. We got to move on, though. So those are the picks. We got to get to some college football talk here before we get to college basketball and get out. Uh, was this the most exciting college football semifinal we've ever had? It's got to be, right? Uh, when Michigan combined, State. Combined, combined both games I'm talking about, When though? Michigan State made, it was pretty exciting. Yeah, but I'm talking combining both. Ohio yeah, these games. Well, that, yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, that that first game, Michigan TCU, it was. Mm-hmm. I thought we were seeing a low scoring game, and all of a sudden that third quarter hits, and they just couldn't play a lick of defense. But um, mm-hmm. I was pleased to see the Big Ten lose. I've said this before on the podcast. I'm not a fan of the Big Ten, mostly because of college basketball. More Over. on that in a minute. That's called a tease. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so good to see them lose. Um, ACC all the way. Um. So, yeah, it was mm. definitely exciting. Uh, I'm pleased with the results and uh, looking forward to the championship. This is a TCU team, for those who don't know. Preseason ranked to finish seventh in the Big 12. Seventh. Out of ten, right? Out of ten. 
in the Big 12, let alone be third in the country and make the college football championship. A lot of moxie on that team. Um, obviously, Max Duggan, Sonny Dykes kind of got that momentum from his mentor and Mike Leach. But, yeah, this is a tough spot for Michigan, to be honest with you. I, I don't know if it exactly gets better given the fact that the play, their best players, if they're smart, will declare for the draft, I would assume. Um, and obviously surrounding now the, the Harbaugh stuff, I mean, this is a tough one to swallow. Just the end of It's a tough one to swallow. Era. Just the end of Mich- this era of Michigan football. Until they created it. Prob- Probably, well, see, I don't know because, I mean, the de facto next era is only – 18 months away one th- in college football we're talking about. One thing I was impressed, I was definitely impressed by the Michigan and the Ohio State quarterback. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Michigan guys. Yeah, McCarthy and, and C.J. Stroud. Yeah. C.J. Stroud impressed me, though. He could be a he could be an NFL quarterback. Well, I mean, he's projected to be the first quarterback to go. I, I'm being honest. I don't, I don't see anything there, really, really? <laughs> to be honest. But um, how about the moment, though, of – the clock striking midnight on the East Coast. Great. It was awesome. And Ohio State just pulls that field goal and as the confetti's flying, everything like that. And obviously we talk about, right, Cinderella's where it's like a low seed being the, the higher seed and stuff like that. But that is a wild Cinderella-esque moment if you've seen the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just watching it, I didn't think we were going to hear from Kurt Herschel until 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, but well, he was on the Rose Bowl broadcast and was on game day Monday morning, so luckily, luckily we, he was safe. <laughs> you know, Kurt Hardstreet being a big Ohio State guy, so definitely tough for him, especially Ohio State was winning most of that game, and Georgia had mm-hmm. to climb back. Stenson Bennett, you're not a big fan of. I'm not. but Still I'm not. He knows how to win the big games after a couple years as the quarterback, so... So it all comes down to Monday night, college football championship, TCU, Georgia. I do like SoFi Stadium, L.A. I, I Bulldogs as, versus Horn Frogs. As you all know, and Paul, you know, I'm not the biggest college football fan, mm-hmm. but I do love the college football playoff. I think it should be on New Year's Eve every year, and I do like the championship game night, and I'm really looking forward to when mm-hmm. they expand the 12 teams. Yeah. It's definitely get me into it more. So it's it's interesting here because if you want to look at like offensive leaders, right? I mean, we all we all know August defense is by far just even let alone individually, but the better unit. <laughs> I mean, this is a historic defense that they have. But you know, Stetson Bennett technically has had better stats than Max Duggan so far this year. But you would imagine probably this it would be flip flop where. Duggan would have the better stats, and the skill guys would be better for Georgia, but it's the opposite. I mean, the skill guys are better for TCU. Miller's the better running back or best running back. Is st- he all right? Statistic-wise. I haven't seen anything. I'm imagining he, he'll be good to go because he, he, did, he did play a little bit. And, and Johnston, the wide receiver for TCU, is also statistically the best wide receiver in this game. So it's kind of nuts to think about um, who you're going with. They've been doubted. Pretty much the whole season. By, by the way, the line's already shifted a full point down. So it, Uga, it should. That's it, way too many. It opened at 13 and a half. Uga, now it's down to 12 But it's one half. of those games where it wouldn't shock me if they blew them out. They figure out that defense. They, you know, they struggled against Ohio State a little bit. Uh, but it wouldn't shock me if TCU makes this game close because they're, they're better than people give them. Mm. And um, I'm going to go Georgia, but... I'm rooting for TCU. I'm going to be pulling for them. Flash poll around the room before I announce my pick. Flash poll. Have both of you seen Futurama? Uh, the no, show, no. Futurama. No, for you, Nick? I'm more of an American dad guy. Gotcha. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Nate, so you've seen it. Can't confirm? Yeah, maybe not all the episodes, okay. but some, yes. Remember a certain cult side character called Hypnotoad? Yes. Yeah, I do remember that. TCU has adopted it as its, you know, popular mascot, if you will. I've seen it on the Twitter. I, I'm going with, I'm going with all hair, all hair of the toads. Give me the horned frogs. I'm going TCU. Moneyline. Hypnotoad. 
You're gonna go out Hypno to Toad. You're gonna go on your phone or out of Del Lago and you're gonna, or Tourney Stone, wherever you're doing this, mm-hmm. and you're gonna go out there and bet TCU money line. I don't know about money line, but you just pick yeah. them though. I'm going TCU. Going, I'm going the Horn Frogs. I mean, I'm rooting for him. Man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Part of it's also because Kirby Smart just freaks me out. He's a weird looking dude. Got to be honest. Well, we remember back in the day before there was even this fourteen playoff. TCU. Mm-hmm. Boise State, mm. Central Florida. All right. These teams, they never got their chance to play for the National Challenge. So it's cool to see TCU. You know, they've adapted as a as a program. Mm. They've gone into the Big 12 now. And uh, so they've they've improved. But it's nice to see them, that same, that same program, play for a national title. Because back in the day, they didn't give them the shot. When what was Andy Dalton sure. was the quarterback? No. Never gave them the shot. So... This is for Boise State. This is for Central Florida. The Mountain Best. And whoever else deserved it. Mm-hmm. Syracuse. All right. Before we get out, let's talk a little bit of college basketball because conference play is in full swing. Um, start here a little bit. I call it the ACC dilemma because um, everybody, at least in conference, had high hopes for this UNC team, and they've fallen flat so far overall. And – is it a case of it being more wide open or just the talent pool just kind of being spread out slash stretched thin within the conference this year? Because no teams in the top 10, only three ranked overall, and they're all either 11th Virginia, which that will fall no matter what happens on Saturday because they lost to Pitt. Miami 12, Duke is 16. Pitt will probably get ranked, is my imagine, is my yeah. guess anyway. They've done a good job. So, uh, but... Yeah, I mean, the ACC's, like I said, what what's the deal with the ACC? Uh, I don't know. I know what to deal with Notre Dame. My Notre Dame fight Irish. They just came, they lost Paul Atkinson, who was their center last year, transferred from Yale. They don't have any size, so any big man is just going to absolutely destroy them. So that's the reason why they're 0-4 to start in the conference. But the ACC as a whole, I mean, it's just – College basketball as a whole, it's just like the transfer portal has really like. Well, and that will segue into my my follow I mean, up you here. You got some of the better players in college basketball playing for Eastern Michigan, Imani mm. Bates. You know, well, that's he he might be the outlier because of his history. We'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like you know, not everybody goes to Duke or Kentucky anymore. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm. No, you're, you're you're right. You're There's right. a lot of great players. The players are getting better. People are shooting better. So I mean, not really a type of league to play the two three zone, mm. but uh, <laughs> you're preaching to the choir amongst the people in here, Nick. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just it doesn't even matter who's in the top twenty five right now. It's like anybody can win this national championship mm. this year. Sure, you got a couple of teams at the top that you you're more confident. Maybe a team like Houston, who's been there team like Kansas who just won it mm-hmm. but it wouldn't shock me like North Carolina's been struggling at times this year wouldn't shock me if they make a run as an eight seed again to the national championship game so you know it's it's obviously it's making a perfect bracket almost nearly impossible we have, we have a we have a fresh takes first here going on right now it's time to be real everybody get on in anyway is uh, this a TikTok? no it's be real Nate, oh, Nate, yeah. Nate knows about Be Real. <laughs> if there was ever a podcast we could do this on, it's definitely ours. <laughs> the Be Real. I've heard of that app. You have to take a picture of yourself, whatever yeah. you're doing. Right. See, look, Nate's doing it. Every, yeah. Maybe I'll hop Get on up. Get on Matt's on Be Real. Really? So yeah. he just took a picture of himself. He, he's, usually, he's one of the late people, usually. Wait, how long do you have? You have two minutes. Once the notification goes off, you have two minutes to do it. Is it it's a certain time? or is It goes off randomly throughout the day. Really? Like, New Year, like New Year's Eve, it went off at 11.59, and I called it. Nate was with me. I called it that it would be that way. Paul, can you put up your uh, phone? We want to see your B-reel. Oh, my. F- hold on. I need to reopen it. I showed mine, so now you got to show yours. Uh, there we go. Nobody will be able to see because we don't have the zoom-in capabilities at the moment. Kind of, yeah. I forgot we're not on the PTZ. <laughs> so this is a post. Is it? Does it stay forever? Or oh, it, like it always stays forever with you. It's like Snapchat in the sense that people won't be able to see it after the next Be Real goes off tomorrow. Mm. But it stays with you. Like there's a folder. You can go in and see all your 
Now I have to keep going on this. Sure, sure. It's like, does it happen at four in the morning? I feel like I'm no. telling my my dad about Be Real right no, now. No, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> go off like in the early morning, like four a.m. But like we've had some late night ones go off at like ten p.m. and stuff like that. One went off. Non New Year's Eve one went off. But at for like, somebody in the world, went it's off for four a.m. It's a fair point, I guess. Well, no, they probably switch up a little bit in that sense. I would imagine, right? Maybe? But what if it's our turn? That it's four a.m. That's a good point. Just <laughs> trying to help me. Any, out. Anyway, uh, back to it. Um, so you kind of segue it perfectly here because you mentioned Kentucky and whatever, but like yeah, out of the out, it, but out of the Power Fives, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, and SEC probably have our actual contenders laying in them. But who's really the best out of the bunch, conference-wise, at that point? Because. Like I said, with conference play open up, we've we've already had a couple like de facto upsets occur and stuff like that. And like I was watching, like for instance, I was after um, Syracuse got done last night. I was watching a little bit of Alabama and Ole Miss, and I mean Alabama is a team again this year that I'd be worried about. Yes, um, until they play Notre Dame without their point guard, right? <laughs> but uh, right. <laughs> uh, the SEC is always good at the top. There's always those teams that that you know. They're good, but are they going to win a national championship other than Kentucky? You know, we've seen Auburn make its run. TCU's had its teams but never really made a deep run yet. Um, you know, it's just – I mean, the Big Ten is good all, all around. Like, there's, I think there's 14 teams in the Big Ten. I would say mm-hmm. about, like, 12 of them are pretty, you know – Ooh. Like are pretty solid as much as I don't like the Big Ten. They're not. None of them are going to win a national. That's champion. a pretty big number. I mean, they although got, although to be fair, they only have one team sub five hundred overall you know, right now. I mean, they're going to have a shot to get ten. I think the record's eleven teams in the field. Right. So they're going to have a shot. But every time we see that, we saw I think the Big East did it one year back mm-hmm. in the day. ACC's done it one time. They all lose. Yeah, it's just. They're all they're all solid, but I don't know. I just Big Ten. I've said this before. I need to remind you they have not won a national championship in college basketball since the year two thousand when Michigan State. Thomas was only championship. The most the most recent Big Ten championship is Maryland, who was in with the ACC at the time. That's true. That's true. So, and then of course the Pac twelve. They did make a Final Four not that long ago, but they're a mess this year anyway. Like I was looking at their standings it's just a it's a classic pac 12 situation going on two teams ranked uh they have like for example i mean obviously i know it's early still conference play but like cal who is two and 13 overall is currently tied for like what six in the conference like what's going on here (laughs) so Uh, and what's that tell you if they're two and 12 overall or two and 13 overall in conference, they're one in three and tied for six. In the like, <laughs> obviously the teams you want to rely on, it's like Houston, definitely Houston. They've done it. Mm. Uh, they're the best. They're the best rebounding. Team but they're the only program. team ranked out of the American this this year at the moment, which yeah. is usually one of the they're conferences. Good. Like in basketball, I classify it usually as like a power six. I usually have them as like the six, and this year it's just not good. It's I mean, interesting how good UConn is. Yeah, I mean they're they're back in the Big East, and the Big East. I think a lot of us had higher hopes for them as a conference overall this year. And they, they kind of struggled early on, but Providence has rebounded nicely a little bit. Xavier's kind of been a really nice surprise. Marquette, uh, Creighton's disappointed, but they're doing good in conference to get going. Villanova's showing that a head coach matters a lot in yeah. college basketball. I mean, it's a first-year head. It's a first-time-ever head coach, though, at this level as well. He's same been under Jay Wright's tool. Same which. with Kenny Payne in Louisville. Even though Louisville mm-hmm. was on the down the last few years, right. but now they're really Syracuse squeaked out a win there last night. You know, right. always a tough place to play. Though I'll give the edge to I guess wrap it up uh, for for the discussion. I'll, I'll give the edge to the Big Twelve though at the moment. Obviously, smaller conference numerically, right? But ten teams are all above five hundred yeah. overall. Not a bad pick. Not bad. I mean, I would say them or the SEC mm-hmm. uh, overall. It may be the Big Ten, but champ- we're talking champion. If you want a championship team, it's not going to come out of that conference again. But no. um, Purdue, it's like they're good. Um, 
and they always have a seven footer on the team. This year's seven footer, uh, the guy <laughs> was on last year, um, but he's he's not very skilled. I forget his, his name's not crossing my mind right now, but uh, Edie, yes, Edie, I forget his first name, but Edie. Uh, he's just not very skilled. He's a tall dude, but Purdue always loses though. It's my friend Josh's team, and every year they <laughs> they'll find someone to lose to in the tournament. But you know, ACC. Got about four teams ranked. Duke not nearly as hyped up. You'd have to actually look up how Duke's doing. You don't, no one ever really tells you anymore. I mean, they're 16th or something like that, yeah. Yeah. When Coach K was there, you always heard about how they were doing. Wow. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, so obviously, January is the start, the the real start of college basketball. I beg to differ with that, but okay. It's Please put respect on the Maui Jim Maui Invitational. Uh, it is a good one. I hate when they don't put Chamadot in there. Uh, every once in a while, they, they leave him on They're the field. They're the hosts, and they never every get in. Every once in a while, they leave him on the field. Next year, I think Syracuse is going. Well, I mean, they're Division Two now, but. <laughs> I think Syracuse is going to Maui. I don't know where they're going next year. I can't remember. Either way. Uh, so that will take care of Fresh Shakes for today. Uh, Nick, who are you shouting out? Ah, uh, man. I was thinking about it the whole podcast. I I, I don't know. I just There's no birthdays coming first. Up. It's not a first. I've done a couple. Um, Are you sure? Mm-hmm. So I think, eh, maybe when I forget the one I just shot at your mom. <laughs> shout out Mrs. Russo. All right. We got plenty of seats on here. We're going to get Mrs. Russo. We're going to get Mr. Russo. God, no. <laughs> that would be a podcast I would get behind. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. And we just talk about Paul. Not even. Sports. I would love that. The life of Paul. Raising him. Changing his diaper. Okay. All the stuff. So shout out Mrs. Russo. Shout out Mr. Russo. Come on down. So uh yeah. That's my shout out for today. Be a great episode. It's not how I imagine fresh takes wrapping up. <laughs> That's for sure. Um so yeah, if you can't watch live and catch Nick talking about me as an infant, um you can watch anytime on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor. All the fun stuff there. Hey, like, share, subscribe, resubscribe, rate, review, all the fun stuff there with that. Um, follow F01 Sports on TikTok, among other things. We're doing some fun stuff over there. And was it Be Real? Be Real as well. Also on Be Real. Yeah, yeah. So That's that way Nick can um, join us on that front. Um, on that note, appreciate you as always, Nate, handling stuff behind the scenes. We'll talk to everybody again next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Yeah.